He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined again by Raj Shapalu. This is a twice. This is twice this week, man. Like this is almost like the playoffs again. It is, yeah. And if they keep winning, Anthony, you know, I don't mind. I'll keep. I'll keep coming right back on you after every single every single win. <laughs> That's what it's gonna take. Just, just the, like, just keep whatever. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I was that kind of superstitious when I was in, when when I was doing sports too and right and you know playing golf and stuff like it reached a point where like yeah like it it became borderline unhealthy remember one time um when i was playing in high school Mm -hmm. uh you know the 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 armbands especially like up up in like the forearm area were were popular back then right i typically did not wear anything Right. Did not did not wear uh, in terms of armbands. I did wear clothes, but I did not wear armbands out there on the court or any kind of extra stuff. And then I saw like Alan Iverson rocking it. It's like, man, that looks clean. That looks really cool. So I tried it one game and um, missed my like first three three pointers. Okay, hucked uh, like grabbed the, the thing off of my forearm and hucked it into the stands or whatever and and then immediately started making threes again so it was like i i just like stopped wearing them like that was it that was that was all the proof i needed i never did it ever again so to the point you made a second ago um you know when the lakers embark on the quarterfinals here in the um still unsponsored in-season tournament uh you know i guess you're just gonna have to keep coming on yeah, no, uh, no worries. I'll be on here. And maybe that's what it will take. You know what I mean? Like that the next time they lose, uh, Anthony Davis will be like, yeah, Raj was not on the Lakers lounge. That's that's what it was. That that was that was the, that was the reasoning that, that they lost. Speaking of that, of of the uh, the quarterfinals or whatever, this is an insane stat. This is an absolute bonkers stat. This is from Mike Trudell uh, of Spectrum of LFR of Twitter of basically like if you're a Lakers fan, you know who this guy is. This is, this is the, the, the uh, point differentials going into the quarterfinals. Look at this updated West <laughs> in season wow. tournament standings. The Lakers are four and oh with a plus <laughs> 74 point point differential. That is unbelievable. I don't care if they played mother Mary, the blind three times, like or four times. That is like they smoked every team that they played in this tournament. I give two shits about this tournament. I have been pretty consistent about that throughout. But if like it, under under any set you know circumstances in any setting whatsoever, when you beat the piss out of teams to that extent for four straight games, that is noteworthy. That to me yeah. really sticks out. Like Christian Wood says after the game that. Everybody is really kind of eyeing that $500,000 prize. I don't care. They beat the crap out of four teams in a row in this setting. That's cool to me. The, the reason why I cared, Anthony, I always cared about this tournament, 
is because they were games they were going to play anyway. So if they like won this tournament, it means that they were having a good season. If they, if they were beating teams they were supposed to beat. And they didn't beat like some murderers, right? They beat, you know, the Grizzlies. Um, they beat the Utah Jazz, who are now, I believe, four and 10. So, you know, they aren't a great team, but Utah is like a nice, plucky kind of team, which they're going to play hard. They're coached well. And it was a wire to wire beat down i do think like anthony when i watch these games this feels like the most focused the team is like it feels like they're it's the most attention to detail that they have strangely maybe the you know i've never touched five hundred thousand dollars like but like maybe that is a maybe that is a uh that maybe that is a you know thing that they're they're looking to get out of this or at least some of the players right at least the end of the bench guys um i don't know about for lebron and ad but it does look like they look a little bit more having some attention to detail and they've been dominant you know, they beat the crap out of Memphis, at least in the second half. And today, I don't remember our last wire-to-wire win, game six against Golden State. That was kind of wire-to-wire. That was the that was the last one. But at least regular season, definitely not the beginning of last season or the early parts. And in the second half of that season, those were dire games at the end as well. So it's nice. This is what good teams do, right? Anthony, they stomp on you. You know, they, uh, they punish you, and they dominate, you know, from the start against a team that um, is not supposed to uh, hang with you on on your home floor. Yeah, this was uh, you know we 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 talked about this before we went live. This was a wire to wire win. The Lakers mm-hmm. uh, right from the get go here took it right to the Utah Jazz. This was never close. The final tonight in LA one thirty one to ninety nine um, on both sides of the ball just played really really good basketball, and that's still with Tori and Prince, their best shooters, like not being able to throw a pee in the ocean. You know, like that, it is insane that the Lakers are able to, or was insane to watch the Lakers produce points to that level. Um, even as their, their, their best, the guy who should be their best shooter wasn't able to make anything. Um, Anthony Davis was just absolutely dominant in this one. LeBron in, in short spurts was really good. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, with a big lead is the best player I have ever seen. Um, (laughs) quietly, uh, Austin Reeves was, was able to be productive. I thought against one of the tougher, like an underrated matchup, um, in in Colin Sexton, uh, watching him handle that was really cool. Um, and then also like, this is always kind of flying under the radar, but Rui Hachimura, like is, I, you know, the last time you and I spoke, I made the case that this guy's role should increase to the tune of a starting, a, a starting gig. Um, but he he continues to really like every time he's out there on the court, it is never you always know that Rui Hachimura is out there, right? Sure. Like it and 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 sometimes it's like that with guys because you know they're they're either really loud bad minutes or they're really loud good minutes. But with Rui, it's just like he has been very solid recently, good rebounding. He had a take today, and yeah, it was against a smaller guy, uh, Chris Dunn, but he drove baseline, absolutely knocked him out of the way, got up and dunked it, hit a couple threes, grabbed rebounds and stuff like that. So we're going to talk a little bit about him too. But um, I think that the story coming out of this one is Anthony Davis. Like, yeah, he was uh, against a, a Utah Jazz team that does not have a front court capable of slowing him down. This was the kind of game where... Like we have talked about this, you and I have. I've talked about this, and and with Aaron uh, in last week's uh, episode that he was on, um, on on here in the lounge. I have always kind of 
gotten a little bit frustrated with Anthony Davis and his kind of approach to the sport where in order to dominate to the level that he did tonight, you have to be kind of a dick, right? You have to be kind of <laughs> homicidal. You have to have some sociopathic ten tendencies there just to be willing to possession after possession, play after play on either side of the ball, just absolutely mollywop whoever is standing in front of you here. And that's what he did tonight. 26 points. He was a plus 34, which led everybody. 16 yeah. boards, four assists, two steals, 11 of 14 from the floor, four of five from, from the free throw line. And, and it was a lot of dunks. It was a lot of lobs over the top. He was moving better than he has in a little bit. This was like the kind of Anthony Davis game that makes you, that, that like forces you to raise your bar of expectations with him. Yeah. You want Anthony Davis to get some Trey Young in him? Anthony, is that, is that what you want? Some of the, <laughs> become a little well, bit more of a, of no, because like, Trey Young like doesn't dominate in that way. I, I like, I don't know. I, Shaq was always, and I, and, and this is the example I used with, uh, was it you or Aaron, where like Dikembe Mutombo is legitimately one of the nicest people to ever play mm -hmm. in the NBA. A legitimate credit to society has really helped, um, you know, <laughs> his native homeland with all kinds of charitable endeavors. Everybody who talks to him says like, this guy's a saint, all that stuff. Shaq didn't give a single fuck. He was just <laughs> going to stick his elbow in his chest stick his elbow in his face and just app, you know, dominate him. And, 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 you know, for the entirety of that series. And that was by the way, when Dikembe Mutombo was winning defensive player of the year awards, right. Shaq was doing that to him. And, and I just think you have to be like, there has to be something kind of sort of wrong upstairs well, <laughs> to, to be like willing to do that. And I think like tonight, AD like showed that kind of, you know, consistent physicality and consistent well, dominance in ways that I would really like to see more moving forward. Well, it's like the nastiness, right? Kind of like yeah. shove guys out, go get offensive rebounds. He has shown that. I think in the regular season, he does that a little less. But in the playoffs, I mean, I remember, you know, against Phoenix, there were some possessions like that in the bubble against Houston. He had a bunch of those. I love the, like, dust up with Desmond Bain three nights ago, whenever that was, where, yeah. you know, they had the little, uh, where D'Angelo kind of shoved him off. But, I, you know, I think with Anthony Davis, you always see it with the offensive rebounds. And to me, Anthony, like, you know, we were doing this five out stuff and that was really trying to get our guards going and also working, like having Torian Prince as well as another high volume three point shooter. But I loved, again, this is the second night in a row where we like made a concerted effort to really throw him the ball. I think he had more lobs tonight than he's had this season. He had one yeah. lob, I think I said live, where it looked like the Wembenyama lob, where they were fronting him. And that's what teams do when they're undersized, right? Utah really, with Walker Kessler out, it's John Collins inside. Um, you know, it's Laurie Markinen on switches. Like, they have no shot. And, uh, you know, Utah doesn't really, doesn't really like to double. They like to really play more straight up. And they were able to really dominate him. I thought LeBron threw him a bunch of nice ones. Uh, D'Angelo on pick and rolls with AD was throwing him, you know, bounce passes. And I think that's how AD gets going. You could see, like, to me, and Shaq always says this, right? Like, if you want, you know, if you want your bigs to do all the dirty work, you got you to gotta feed the big dog, right? And we don't really think of Anthony Davis in that way. But, like, I think he's also a guy that likes to be in rhythm, likes to feel the basketball. Anthony, he saw some, like, jump hooks go down, and all of a sudden that free throw line mid-range jumper looks cash. Like, he nailed that mm -hmm. one off the pick and roll. Um, And, yeah, these last two games have been, you know, great for him. And I just hope this is something we keep. I, I know the pick and roll basketball is there, but I still like we, there's, we leave a lot of points on the board. 
um, when we don't just give him the ball when he has a matchup, especially in transition. You see, he'll run the floor, seal, and then like Torian will take a transition three. I'm like, no, you got like you got to throw it. Like if he runs the floor yeah. and he seals his man, you have to get him the ball or else he won't run the next time. And this is not just Torian, right? I'm not trying to pick on him. D'Lo does this as well. He also takes. We'll be doing that three. later. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of show left for that there's more than enough meat on the bone for that one it's <laughs> a lot a lot of time for that but uh, Delo takes a lot of transition threes austin takes a lot of one-on-one baskets where he trying to hunt his switch and i think there's a lot of points there for ad to get get shots but the rebound was great and this felt like this is another game anthony to me that felt like 2020 where lebron or ad are so dominant like i don't know if you remember there was a road game in utah where we did similar things to them where like this was the gobert mitchell jazz so obviously different era somehow but like we also went in there and we just dominated them wire to wire and it's because lebron and ad were just uh masterful at dominating the paint and just removing the rim from the other team and same thing tonight right utah i think started one for nine on threes and they were like Oh shit, we have no chance because <laughs> we're not getting to the rim uh, against well, against AD, and we and we just that's that's them. what really stands out is like they were shooting poorly, and then they kept shooting. So it was like, well, we aren't going in there, <laughs> you know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, please go down because there's nothing available down there. Um, it is funny. So he played against. Obviously, it's a very different front court going from Rudy Gobert to. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor's like fat son who like hopes to take over the family business and Kelly Olenek. But like he um wasn't there a fat Thor? I feel like I've seen a fat there is. Thor. So there's like a there was a fat Thor in the Avengers, but like doesn't like okay. tell me Kelly Olenek doesn't look like Thor's like underachieving son who like wants to take over the business for just <laughs> nepotistic reasons. Like that's just like that's all he is. And so he even has like you know. He like you know, Thor has like the you know absolutely perfectly chiseled chin with like the perfectly groomed right. beard. <laughs> Kelly Olenek is like a little thin coming in there. It's like this like lazy little goatee. But anyway, so um, he's playing against uh, uh against Olenek, who like historically, if you are really taking it to him, will eventually make like some kind of a cheap play that puts you in some dangerous spots right and mm-hmm. and it made me nervous all game here tonight as the lakers were embarrassing utah that like oh god it's like you know like let's let's get him off of the court when i see a linic out there because you don't really need him anymore but yeah. like one thing that one thing that ad was doing and this to me is like kind of one of the things that made me think wow he's really moving really well was he was not like he wouldn't let Olenek lean up on him, right? And every time he started to feel Olenek lean up on him, he did that spin for the backdoor lob that he was getting. He got that a couple times on him. And, and and you know, when you're spinning, um, you know, anybody who has ever had any kind of a groin injury, any kind of, like, twisting with your hips is just, like, super painful. And the sure. fact that uh, AD was just, you know, rotating off of that, off of that pressure... Um, and and spinning into that back cut to me, you know, signaled that he really trusted that that hip and that groin thing that has been plaguing him the last couple of weeks or the last week or so. So that was really cool to see. And you know, I the offensive rebounds he grabs five tonight. And he grabbed eleven defensive rebounds, but he grabbed five mm-hmm. offensive rebounds. And you know, the Lakers. Uh, let's see. You know, we we we've made this point in the past where. 
if they out rebound the other team, they're basically just going to win. They they win the rebound uh, battle tonight, fifty two to forty two, against the mm. uh, the Jazz tonight. And I just I just think like when when AD specifically is getting on the offensive boards and doing so productively and not just like as a means to not have to run back in in transition on defense, like when he's doing that and he's and he's like still keeping those possessions alive. Um, like it's going to help your, your shooters. It's going to help him. It's going to help. Like it just helps all over the court. And, and these are the kinds of games again, that like when he plays like this, the Lakers win period. Like when he plays like this, it is just over. No team is beating the Lakers when he plays like this. Exactly. Especially when you're getting LeBron, you know, playing this well, it's funny. Anthony, Anthony Davis gets zero blocks tonight. And I believe this is his first game this season where he gets no blocks, if I have that correct. Mm-hmm. But that does not tell the story because Utah just did not um, want to go inside on him at all. And I thought, you know, yeah. he changed a bunch of shots as well. To me, though, the litmus test with AD is always, and you mentioned it, the the offensive rebounding, which he had five of them tonight, and also the rebounding in general, right? Uh, he's just too big, too skilled, too athletic um, to not be able to get double-digit rebounds. And he got 16 tonight. And the other one usually for me is free throws. He only had five free throws tonight, but I liked his all the dunk attempts right he had like five dunks i think he even missed one early right maybe he got fouled maybe he didn't he thought he did but i like to me that shows his aggression that shows he's feeling healthy that if he's crashing the glass if he's willing to get into those physical battles and he did tonight now that that showed that you know he's feeling better and hopefully you know when he plays in the back-to-back tomorrow it's a little bit more of a more successful you know outing than it was the last back-to-back we had against um sacramento but he's been awesome. I mean, 11 for 14 is just ridiculous efficiency. I think he was like, what was he against? Port, uh, against Memphis, he was 7 for 11. Um, Portland, 8 for 19. So he's been just super efficient. And I just liked how much more involved he is. I think like there's this offense to me has a uh, there's a way that Anthony Davis become, can become uninvolved. Like there's a way where like it just becomes a lot of guards taking tough shots. And I just like how much we're making a concerted effort to give him the ball. Because I think he has an advantage on most nights, and he's going to create good looks. And whether those go in and in or not by a certain amount of people, like it's it, we're getting good shots out of it. And I think giving Anthony Davis the chance to kind of pass out of double teams, and I feel like he's making his reads a little bit better as well. He's finding cutters, LeBron, Rui, Christian Wood, even when he plays with him. I just I think our offense runs better when Anthony Davis gets a feel and touch, and he's involved, and then you get all the defense stuff involved with that. But he's been great. Twenty six points, sixteen rebounds is 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 a dominant performance for him also like not just the dunk attempts but dunks dunks either that you know actually do happen that he converts in traffic or dunk attempts that happen in traffic where like there's a couple guys around him and he still like power dribbles and goes up and tries to dunk it right or he's coming down the lane off of uh you know off of a pick and roll sees you know a bit of a crack and says screw it i'm gonna go in there and dunk that still anyway um, mm-hmm. that to me is, is when he is at his absolute best, you know, I, I, for those who, who, who tune in, um, to all access Lakers, one thing that you'll probably hear me say quite a bit with AD is like, just dunk it, dude, you're seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Just dunk it, just dunk it. And tonight and, and recently, basically he is really focused on, Hey, if I can, if I can get the ball up on the glass, chances are with a little bit extra effort, I can dunk it. And lately he's been trying to dunk it. And I think that makes, you know, it's, it's one thing I, I, you know, we all grew up watching uh, Stu Lance call these games. Right. And one of his, you know, kind of pet points is 
when you try to dunk it and you go up with that kind of authority and you miss yeah. it, refs are more inclined to give you the benefit of the doubt, right? Whereas like if you try to, and, and, and we used to see this with Kuz, right? Kuz was so skilled that, you know, he would try to avoid contact and he would just try to get the ball up on the backboard. And, and if there was contact, because you're kind of moving away from it, the refs aren't going to see it as much. But if you're really being that kind of forceful and you're really trying to get the ball up on the, on, on, on the rim and over the rim, yeah. right. With, with force, um, either you're, you're, you're more likely to make it because that's a more forceful shot. And if you don't make it, you're probably going to be rewarded with free throws because the referee sees that, you know, whatever, whatever contact was made legitimately did impact the play. So yeah, great game here from, from AD love that approach. Uh, and I, I really do hope that he's able to continue it better than he did the last time we saw him sit the entirety of a fourth quarter um, before before the Lakers played the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick uh, on AD, like I, mm-hmm. I think tomorrow too is a great opportunity, Anthony. Like I think Utah and uh, whoever we played previously, I think it was Portland. Like those are teams that I mean, Aiden can kind of guard him uh, a little bit better than most. But I think like he has a sizable match in tomorrow too, right? You have Derek Lively, a rookie center who's probably going to get mm-hmm. the opportunity on him. Like I think that's another game again where if you establish him inside, I'm not saying like run every play through him, but just I think if you at least establish him him inside, it makes the game easier for everyone else, right? You saw the ball pop tonight, and I don't think that's an accident. When AD gets eight or ten points early, I think that just opens the floor um, for everyone else. So uh, hopefully that continues, like you said, to, tomorrow against Dallas. Yep. All right. Uh, today's show, by the way, brought to you by Sleeper. Get, use that Sleeper app. Get up to $100 back in a deposit match with your first deposit if you use the promo code LA Lounge. Again, Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money ga- uh, gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing uh, fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper Picks is our real money product that connects friends over picks. Choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live, or even across different sports. Pick more or less than the predicted stats. And on Sleeper, you can get up to 100 times payouts um, depending on the way that you combine those uh picks share with your friends and get rewarded together again you can follow me on there at anthony irwin irwin la um again you have on any given night you know and especially as as we get deeper into this in-season tournaments if you basically selected any of the stats and said they were going to get more than in the indiana atlanta game you're probably walking away richer than you did when you woke up this morning. So again, that is a sleeper app. Use that promo code LA lounge, get up to a hundred dollars back in your first deposit match terms and conditions apply. See, uh, see rules for details and, and yeah, join me on there at Anthony or in LA. Next guy I want to talk about here. Uh, somehow he's going to fly under the radar, which I think is usually impossible, but LeBron in this one, Six of 10 from the field, 17 points, seven boards, nine assists, uh, was a plus 14, only played 24 minutes. And he has like, 
he has a real pep in his step right now. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, the, the uh, conversation that I had with Harrison earlier today, right. The, the name of the show was, are the Lakers fun to watch or have you had fun watching the Lakers this year? Right. Which kind of sort of denotes a little bit of frustration potentially. Right. Because that is a conversation. There's two sides of it. Um, sure. And, and, and I think, you know, there have been some aspects of the season that I could see LeBron being a little frustrated with, right? Like Torian, how many times am I going to throw that skip pass to you? And you're just going to what miss a wide open shot. Um, but, but he seems, he seems so like bouncy out there, right? When was the last time that you saw him catch the ball, uh, blow by a, a closeout and have somebody in the key just say, Nope, not even, <laughs> not even like, uh, and, and by the way, like Akbaji, the guy who made that, uh, that, that decision like, is a pretty good defensive player. Um, but even he was just like, he saw LeBron driving into the paint, which is like, nah, we're good here, you know? Yeah. And, and when I see LeBron playing with that kind of force and you combine that with what he's doing, shooting the ball. And at this point, like, I'm not saying he's going to shoot like this all season, but the, the, the data sample is getting bigger and bigger it is. and bigger. Um, so that combination of the way that he's playing with force and, and being able to get downhill and the way that he's shooting the basketball and, and it, it's just, I, I know that the, the, the take on like, holy shit, he's doing this at whatever 39 or 38 mm -hmm. years old about to, about to turn 39 in year 21. That's like an old take. But to me, like the actual practical application of the way that he's shooting and how he's using it as a weapon has been so fascinating to watch because teams have no choice but to back off of him. But if they are, he's pulling with confidence from everywhere on the court. And I legitimately don't know what you do with him if he's shooting like this. Yeah, I think it is all comes back to the shooting. Do you remember like when we were watching LeBron kind of just come up the, the question, the answer was always like, yeah, LeBron with a jump shot is unfair, right? And look, he's not the same player that he was before, but like he's still very dominant, very physical. And to me, Anthony, it just comes down to if he can hit jump shots, it just changes everything. And he looks in such control, like where he's reading, like in the past year, in, at least last season, his jumper was so off that like his, he always had to kind of attack the paint, right? Or he was shooting at such an inefficient level. But tonight again, three for five from three. I think he had five threes the other night, three threes in Portland. The jumper looks legit. And I don't think it's just going in. Like I think like the arc looks better. His footwork looks footwork looks better. He looks more confident in it. Um, He just looks like he's in total control of the game. Nine assists two turnovers looks like he's just mastered what's going on in the floor he's running the floor in transition he knows where guys are supposed to be again like three lobs to anthony davis and looks like again like looks like his chemistry with the team is getting better right knowing where guys want the ball like at least that's where the continuity comes into knows where Dilo wants it knows where austin is most successful um and i think the age thing is insane he looks as good as he has as a laker this is one of his best starts um, for the team that he's had. And I think this is year six for him, six for 10, 24 minutes, just a perfect night. What's crazy to me, Anthony, is like, it's just so consistent. Like there's just no off game for him. There's some times where I like, they're like, LeBron yeah. has 28 points. Where the hell do those 28 points come from? You know what yeah. I mean? And other guys like 20, 20 points. Like, oh, that guy has 20. Feels like he shot 20 times, you know, but like LeBron, it's like, he just walks into it. Somehow he gets to the line. Somehow he gets a jumper here. The 10 point, you know, over 10 points a game streak is that like the 
past the thousands. He passed 39,000 tonight and was upset coming out the game. Like, you know, like, like he was, ups- yeah. he was ups- literally upset that, that he had to got pulled out. It's like, LeBron, you hit 39,000 tonight. There's nothing left to prove. There's nothing anyone can say. Like, uh, he's not even passing anybody anymore because he's obviously first. So he's literally just battling himself now in terms of like these scoring titles and these achievements that he's getting. But no, like the jump shot going in, there were a few plays tonight, Anthony, where Utah went under the screen, which is usually the, you know, the coverage against LeBron. He just steps right into it and he nails it. And once he does that, once he does that twice in a row, he, I think he had two threes in that stretch. It's over. What do you what do you do when you can't go under a LeBron James screen? It's over. He's getting downhill on you, and guys like you said are making business decisions, uh, quote unquote, and getting out of the way. Like there's there's not much you can do if that jump shot's going. If that's legit, and Anthony Davis plays like this, the Lakers have a, a two headed monster that that's back and ready to dominate. But LeBron looks LeBron looks incredible. It's it's absolutely nuts that he is still doing this at, at this age or whatever. And and um and again, just just like no. No real signs so far this season of slowing down, right? Like that's that's the bananas part. Is that like you would look and you'd look for, like, and yeah, if you go back and you watch LeBron at various stages of his career, right, and you really see the difference in lateral movement and and the difference in 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 how quickly he could get off of the floor and stuff, and like, yeah, obviously you're gonna look very different at 38 versus when you're 18 or whatever, but mm-hmm. um to see like him just <laughs> it's it's not just the physical domination it's the mental right. domination it's it's just like like understanding you know all right this is this is and when you talk about a, a, a second ago his ability to just like get a quiet uh, a quiet a quiet 20 points a quiet yeah. 30 points or quiet whatever like that quiet production comes from him completely understanding yeah based on the way that they're guarding them over there i'll be able to go do this over here and based on the way that they're guarding me over here i can open up open up the game for that guy over there and and just like that just the 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 force with which he plays the game mentally is is just unbelievable you know it's professor x what he's doing out there the way he can move players all over the court with his mind is just it's effing bananas. Um, all right, next guy uh, that we got to talk about here, um, whose performance who really stu- stood out to me was actually Austin Reeves in this one. In that, mm-hmm. um, and and look, it wasn't a, a, a an absolute clean sheet for him. I I do think he still has some tendencies when he sees pressure, you know, turning his his back to the defender and and basically like over protecting the ball. Eventually, like if the Lakers really are going to consider him a point guard, you're going to have to be willing to like take on players and and remain like yeah. chest to chest with players and chest to chest with that pressure to just break down that pressure. Or you know, in the point that you made on on All Access Lakers er- earlier tonight. Um, by the way, subscribe over there, playback.tv/slash All Access Lakers, and make an account and watch those games with us. Apparently, my mom was watching tonight. Hi, mom. Um, nice. But so. Uh, one of the points that you made there was like, it would be nice if, you know, Austin could just catch that inbounds and then just go at that defender with 94 feet to work with or whatever. Um, yeah. And I, I, I hope eventually he gets there. I don't think he would get there like this season or anything like that, but I do think like Colin Sexton is 
like a a a crazy competitor. He gets after sure. it defensively. He wants to get in your jersey and play in your jersey basically for the entirety of the game. And I I still thought that like he handled that pressure pretty well. Um, he finishes the game twenty six points, seven of thirteen from the floor, nineteen points total, five assists, five boards, uh, three steals in this one. Um, I thought it was a good Austin game considering some of the issues that this matchup could have presented him. Yeah, for sure. So he finishes with what two two turnovers, I believe, to his five assists. I thought the turnovers came kind of late. So like the counter, Anthony, to a lot of skill guards like Austin, right, is to be more physical. Teams do this to D'Lo as well. Not as much in the regular season so far, but they do do they do do that to him. Um, Austin again is a guy is a skill guard, and they're like they're gonna pressure up on him, and let's gonna let's test his handle, right? But I think Austin's good enough, and you'll see the war. Obviously, Austin's not Steph Curry yet. But, like, you see, if you watch, like, the Warriors playing, you watch Steph Curry, teams will do this too, right? So, like, the other night I think I was watching and Marcus Smart or, or no, it was um, Dylan Brooks was, like, physically, you know, t- putting up to him full court. And what does Steph do? Just a little, like, fake one way and just make mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks kind of use his energy to get into him and draw the foul. And after that, Dylan Brooks backed up, right? He started to back up and played him straight. I think Austin can do at least some of that. Guards are just way too comfortable to me. And he played well tonight. But just from a process perspective, like guards are way too comfortable just like full court pressing him and he's mm-hmm. going lateral, right? And our counter to that, Anthony, so far is to have our big run 92 feet and screen for him at the bottom of, of the, you know, on the bottom of the screen, uh, bottom of the court and try to have him, you know, get him off that way. It just hasn't worked really because those screeners are like Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood, and like the guards gets right over that. And he's still moving, you know, laterally left to left to right. So I would like, like him to at least just punish that pressure, use their aggressiveness against him. But looks like the ball hand- handling is getting a little bit better. Like I think he's attacking uh, with better decisions. I think his shot, so- shot selection is getting a little bit better. Seven for 13 from the field. Just I like him taking out all of those like where they switch and it's one on one and it's 10 dribbles to the legs, step back jumper. That's the stuff to me. That's like low quality shots where this team is just too talented to me where you don't have to do that. Like if they switch, you have Rui who can punish Christian Wood who can punish from inside, run your pick and rolls, run it with, you know, Jackson Hayes, try to get a roll. And I feel like he's doing that. He, he played a lot better tonight. I still think like his free throws can go up with how physical they're bringing at him. Only four free throws tonight. Um, but that's to me where I want to see Austin kind of make that jump. Cause Anthony, I think we're, we're, we've kind of settled into Austin's going to have his own unit and those units cannot get cooked off the floor. Like they're like, we're going to lose games if that's the case, but Darwin and the whole staff and, you know, the whole team has kind of decided, um, Austin, you're going to have your unit, unit to run, pick and roll. And tonight, I believe it was like Torian, uh, Max, uh, Hayes and Wood next to him, right? No other playmaker. So it's just him running ball screens. And I thought he did a much better job of that tonight and hopefully going forward, but, uh, he's looked better the last few games, the jump shots coming around, the long threes are back. Um, the legs look like they're back after, you know, the team USA, FIBA uh, tournament. Um, he looks he looks better now. Yeah, I I think that the, the thing with, you know, getting picked up full court kind of mm-hmm. goes back to um, the Lakers, I think, need to continue to simplify the game for him and just say, like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you're getting that kind of pressure. If you want to go by him and just score, go by him and just score, you know? Mm-hmm. Um don't worry about don't worry about like trying to start the offense or whatever because really and 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 I think this is kind of the perfect example of alleviating that pressure by way of going by somebody 
is yeah. another example of, you know, using um, aggression to open up the rest of your game, right? Mm -hmm. Once you once you go by somebody, I don't care if it is a Colin Sexton. I don't care if it is a Chris Dunn or 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 whoever. Like in the mm -hmm. back of that player's head or in those huddles, if you go by somebody two, three, four times in a row and score, they're going to say either in the back of their head or their team is going to tell them, all right, go ahead and back off. You know, yeah, that that that, that clearly isn't working. And 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 I think that's kind of the, the, the thing that you're talking about where. It's not like Austin needs to have like prime Stefan Marbury dribbling skills right. Right, or Tim Hardaway dribbling skills. All you really need to do here is a quick hesitation dribble, right? You know, an in and out or uh, even even like like one thing that I, I really like uh, watching guards do is actually a couple jab steps like 94 feet from the basket, right? Where mm. like it's just like a quick jab to to give yourself a little bit of space, and there you can attack the 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 whatever shoulder that you feel like attacking. You know, um, he likes setting everything up with going behind the back. You can't quite do that that far in the back, you know, because no. usually like if you're setting stuff up, you going by by going behind the back, it's a very lateral move, and it and yeah. and you know. Usually, if you go behind the back and you go to a cross, it usually winds up being more of like a pullback cross than it is an mm -hmm. attacking cross. Um, but like he's a good enough ball handler here, and it's the easiest play to really make. Just a quick hesitation, you know, and 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 a jab and go kind of thing. And and if you get a shoulder on that player, and that creates a a a five on four opportunity going the other way, keep on going. And and allow yeah. that pressure to to continue to um, carry that momentum forward into really creating an advantage for your team. Those are the kinds of things that, especially when he plays in that in that second unit where he's the only creator, that is a very natural way to allow yourself to create is to you know turn that turn that pressure that far away from the basket into a real opportunity. Yeah, and I thought you made a good point as well on playback where you said he's turning his back a lot, right? And that's when yeah. you know you're not, you know, you're not comfortable um with the pressure when you're kind of turning your back. But yeah, like I mean, it was a point guard in college, and like you said, you don't have to be Kyrie with the handles to kind of get the pressure off you. And I also think like this plays into I think the Lakers, at least that unit, should play with a little bit more pace. It's a little too slow, Anthony. It's it's a lot of half court basketball, right? And a lot of that is with like Christian Wood in the corner. Um, and then we have one big on the floor. So Jackson Hayes usually coming and set the screen up. There's just no rim pressure. Austin doesn't get to the rim enough. Um, sometimes D'Lo, when he's in those units, they just don't get to the basket. I think D'Lo got, what, like five free throws tonight? Um, yeah, five free throws, three for five. Uh, but yeah. those, guards, those guards just don't get to the rim enough to me. And our rim pressure is kind of living off LeBron and AD getting to the basket. But that's where I want to see Austin kind of improve. Um, and again, I think this is a new role for him, kind of this on ball, like creator pick and roll kind of Mastro that they're trying to put him in this kind of box. They're trying to put him in. So it's an adjustment, but I think like coming off the bench has helped him. It's obviously, like you said, simplified the game a little bit where he doesn't have to share ball handling duties with D'Lo. LeBron's kind of more off the ball, even when they play together in those second quarter units. Um, so I think he is getting more comfortable, but yeah, like guard shit, like Skylar Mays, respect Skylar Mays. Um, he's a slow guard. Like that's his game. You know, he's yeah. moving in slow motion. He's picking up Austin Anthony full court. Like you yeah. kind of blow by that guy. There's no way that guy should. He's not. That's not Drew Holiday picking. Drew Holiday picks you up full court. 
someone else come get the ball. Like, you know, like that's yeah, fine. Right. But like Skylar May should not should not pick you up for court. And that's the stuff I think like teams are getting too comfortable being able to do that for sure. Yeah. Um couple real quick ones here um before we before we move to macro because there's some um cool stuff happening mm. in the macro sense here too. But really quickly, yeah. Rui Hachimura, I mentioned or men- mentioned him earlier in the show, has quietly played really solid basketball um yeah. of late. And and this is coming at a time where I don't see this is where it, it gets kind of tough. This is where I, I don't really envy Darvin um having the gig that he has, right? In that, like, all right, Rui is playing this way. Do you promote him because he's playing that way and Torian Prince is struggling? Or is he playing that way because of the role that he's currently carrying? Where basically the second unit can kind of get out of the way for him and and he winds up being kind of a secondary creator for lack of a better term, where all of his creation winds up coming for himself. Um, I still maintain, and I do kind of wonder if it makes some sense to start him against um, the, the, the Mavericks um, tonight, by the mm-hmm. time you guys are listening to this on the pod feed or tomorrow, if you guys are watching live, I, 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 I really continue to wonder if eventually it, it might make the most sense to start him especially if and when uh, Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt are healthy together, that, that allows you to stagger those two and, and maybe stop playing Tori and Prince as much. But, but I like even, even like not even getting to the point where we're talking about potential role here moving forward. I just want to spend a little bit of time on what you think is making Rui Hachimura as successful as he's been. So it's funny. I remember you, I think on the playback as well, you, you mentioned that uh, Torian should, Take some vacation days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take some uh, Thanksgiving uh, or holiday, you know, take some holiday. Um, yeah, man. Spend off. some time with the family, you know, see how everybody's doing there. You know, these th- this time of year is great for that. Yeah. So so that's never happening. But Watch some football. Uh, <laughs> no, they watch football during the season. Um, but uh, no, so like remember, Rui wasn't um Rui wasn't playing well to start the season, and he got into the concussion protocol, which obviously you don't ever want to be a part of that. But I thought Anthony that like when he came back from that, it felt like he settled in, right? Like he settled into the season, he settled into his role, um, his shots were like I feel like when he started the season, it was very much where he was trying to fulfill the narrative, where like the narrative mm-hmm. all summer, right? He shadowed Talked LeBron. Mm-hmm. Got the contract shadowing LeBron as the the Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, I believe. Um, yeah, we don't need to, we don't need to yeah, mention haven't seen some the, of the uh, haven't haven't seen the troublesome movie, like, <laughs> comparisons for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But anyway, shadowing LeBron and being you know he, his mentee, um, and like I felt like he came in and was like, oh, I got to average eighteen. Like they're paying me that I you know I've I've been I've been under the tutelage of LeBron. I got to come in and score. And he was having these reckless drives. If you remember, he would catch the ball and kind of just have a laser on the rim. There could be three guys in front of him. He's like, I'm bullying through. He was getting a lot of offensive fouls. He's he was getting a lot of wild finishes at the rim. He wasn't really shooting his mid-range jumper. He was shooting threes that were contested. Then he came back from like that concussion protocol and really kind of settled in and understood his role. I feel like he's more focused on defense too now. Like he's rebounding the ball really well. Another six boards tonight. Um, for him and I feel like he had a lot of plays again these last few games Anthony where he's come over as a secondary rim protector right like he's come over and contested shots at the basket um he mm-hmm. uh didn't he didn't get a block tonight but I feel like he did contest oh he did get a block oh 
yeah, no, that's D'Lo who got a block somehow. Um, like Rui was Rui was coming over, and I thought he was really good at contesting shots and controlling. <laughs> yeah, they meant to give it to Rui. It's close. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, like I feel like he's doing a much better job defensively too, and that settled into his offensive game where he's playing off of the stars or off of the guards. And um, twenty eight minutes, you'd kind of like I think that's kind of where his minutes will sit. We'll see if he starts. I, I don't think he will. Um, but I just like the role that he's in. He was kind of hovering at this like 13 to 15 minute mark for a while there. He's just too big, too like talented and like too necessary to me on a team full of guys who just aren't physical enough inside. Rui has that. If you remember in the Houston game too, this gets forgotten because I called game on a shot that didn't actually win the game. But like there was a play where Sangoon went at Rui and he got the stop. And if you slow motion that, like he took the body shot, contested up high and Sangoon had he a really so kind of strong. He's yes. so fucking strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was able to contest it and force the miss and get the rebound. And that stuff, like you can kind of throw him on the LeBron duties, right? Like they're kind of, obviously LeBron's a psycho alien, but like Rui's kind of in that body type, not when they're put together, but like at least uh, comparable enough on this team where you can kind of give him those kind of where he can be like the Grant Williams, where he takes like just the big bruiser. Um, I mm -hmm. think he has that in him and he's been doing that. So much better defense. And I think the shots are coming to your question. The shots are just coming a lot more in the flow where, okay, I'm attacking a closer. Three guys come at me. My read is the skip to the corner. He's making that. We're not making the shot out of that, but like he's making that read <laughs> <laughs> at, at least. So we're getting, we're getting good shots off of it and good process from Rui. He was four for 13 tonight, but I thought all those shots were good within the flow. Nothing really forced. I mean, I think that's what it is. He just looks much more comfortable with, with the season and with the team. I think the Lakers are also doing a much better job of getting him easier shots. Like, you know, sure. to start the season, it was a lot of stuff in isolation. It was a lot of stuff off mm -hmm. of the dribble and a lot of contested middies and stuff. And I, I just, that is a really difficult way to get yourself into the rhythm of the game. And, and I think they're doing a lot better job of like, I've even seen him setting more screens and stuff like that. A Rui Hachimura yes. screen just seems like it sucks. Like, like he, he is built like a freaking freight train and 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 yeah. i would not want to be screened by him um i think that's unlocked some of some of his game as well the other guy that i want to talk about um here tonight was uh max christie i i we could talk about torian prince i'm honestly done you know it's it, like <laughs> He's got I enough shots in this, this, this pod. Like, like, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm set. Like, I don't really. I, he's sure. in the notes or whatever. Tory Prince continues to stuck is the note. All right, so we're gonna move on though and talk about Max Christie, and and a. I think the starting point with Max is I think it's really impressive that the guy has not played um, very much recently, at, basically at all recently. Um, Cam Reddish goes down, starts the second half and is uh, very good in, in, and I thought, you know, give, given those circumstances um, actually hit, I think a three. Yeah. He hit he one from five uh, from three was a plus 10 on the night. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think he's, I think he's in line to start actually tomorrow night. Like I, I said, it'd be cool to see Rui start, but I actually think Max will probably get the start to try to try to corral um, Kyrie Irving. I think he should start like, I, I you know, I, I know you've kind of advocated for Rui for Torian. I just, I think Torian's going to continue to start Torian, by the way, I think led our team in plus minus tonight. 
uh, at least being second. Um, but anyway, not it's that that meant, that meant that meant that meant a lot. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but like but with Max though, like what pops off the screen to me, Anthony, is the athleticism. He's one of our most athletic, like just guards or wings on the team. Not named LeBron yeah. James, right? So if you go through that, it's it goes from like you can uh, Vanderbilt or Max is close. Cam Reddish. I think Max is just a more pure athlete. Like Cam is a really nice athlete, but Max has a little bit more like athleticism that like he can use off the bounce. He has more juice to him. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, like on when he attacks closeouts, there's like a force to it, right? Like he comes off and he's able to get to the rim. He had like a play today where he, like he got it in the corner, took a shot fake, drove, came off and hit a floater at the rim. I was like, floater at the rim. Where, where has that been for like anyone yeah. on this team? Uh, and that's something that he provides. Like he not only goes to the rim, like he hunts the basket, right? Like he tries to get fouls. There were a couple places there where I think like to your point earlier about AD, where if Max goes in trying to murder someone in a basketball terms, like tries to dunk on him, like I think he gets the call there. Um, but, and again, I think also he's one of our best point of attack, just defenders. And it sucks that cams out, but he's going to like, you learn quick in the league, the jump from Jordan Clarkson to Kyrie Irving. We're going to find out what that cap is tomorrow, but, um, or the jump from Jordan Clarkson to Luka Doncic, one of one or the other, he's going to get one of those matchups for sure. Um, we'll see how he handles that. But I think his screen navigation was really good. The, the jazz are a team that run a lot of ball screens at the top of the key for their guard. So Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson really maneuver off of those. And I thought he did a good job giving back pressure, forcing tough passes, forcing tough baseline passes when they, you know, drive on the left or right side of the pick and roll. Um, he's just, I think he's solid and I think he's a real athlete and he's a plus athlete and one of our plus defenders, he just has to hit open corner threes. Like he yeah. just has to, and he hit one tonight. Uh, like he did hit a three tonight, but like those just have to kind of go down, but he also likes Anthony. Like he has more to that to his game. Like you could tell when he catches the ball, he wants to come off a pick and roll and shoot the mid range jumper, which he hit one tonight. He wants to like kind of maneuver and put guys in jail. Cause I mean, he practices with D'Lo and Austin every day. So I'm sure like that he, like he sees them do it. And like, that's something Spends he wants a lot to of do time in jail. He's like, I, well, I need to put somebody else there. I spent a lot of time here. This sucks. I want to I do it. it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure like that, that's definitely been, uh, that's definitely seeped into his game, but he is a, like, he's one of our better plus athletes and hopefully, you know, he can fill in for cam, but I, I'm excited to see your, uh, son or i forgot i always forget what yep. you call him large adult your son, son. Yep. large adult son yes aren't they all large adults but i uh, like they're but like he's a he's, only he's, one's he's my playing. son raj uh, that's true <laughs> they're all large adults only one is my son <laughs> you don't have 15 sons on this roster no, no. this isn't this isn't a dwight howard situation or a oh, Gary Payton situation or sean camp situation like no i only have one one son that's his name is max well i guess i have another son named miles but i only yeah. have one nba son named max <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be super tricky when miles <laughs> finds these podcasts i don't know i was so proud of my son and miles is gonna be like thanks Dad. wait what <laughs> right <laughs> um no i i i think I have been looking for a way to find minutes for, for Christie basically this year. And, yeah. you know, it's been tough with, uh, and, and like in a good way, it's been tough to find those minutes with the way that Cam Reddish has been playing. Right. Basically the Lakers went into the season and decided that they were going to give the veteran the first bite at the apple. And, mm -hmm. um, in doing so can bit the apple, right. He has, has done very well 
and has taken advantage of that opportunity and played well enough that like Max hasn't really figured into the rotation. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I, to this point, um, the only thing that we have heard coming out of this game about Cam Reddish is that apparently he's going to see a doctor and we'll know more about that situation tomorrow, according to Darvin Ham. But, um, but if, if Cam isn't able to go a mere 24 hours or so later, um, against a tough Dallas matchup here, it is an opportunity here for, for Max to show like, all right, I can, I can at least do this thing here and, 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 and see what I can provide. Um, also doesn't seem like the Lakers are, are, are going to get Jared Vanderbilt here. Um, you know, Jace, uh, you know, points out no cam and Vando, uh, against Luca is, is, is scary. I think tomorrow is probably a schedule loss. I, I don't have, um, I, I don't feel great about it going into it, but like, you know, weird stuff happens in the NBA and with AD and, and, and LeBron playing the way that they are, I think it, it, it's always going to give you a chance. It's just, you know, AD basically needs to bring the approach that we saw tonight against a, a smaller unproven uh, Dallas front court. And that is basically the way that you, you have a chance in that game. Also, so Dallas is coming off two straight losses. They're also a team that gives up a ton of points. So they do they do score at a you know incredible rate, but they also give up a ton of points. So they'll they'll keep it, you know. So if you can, you know, just get your offense going, maybe finally tomorrow's the day that our shooters start to hit. Like, I mean, this that would be a great night to get our totally. you know, three-point shooting, get our three-point shooting uh on track. And you know, it would be a schedule loss, Anthony, if tonight was not a blowout, like AD plays 20, 20 something minutes. LeBron plays 20 something minutes. Like those guys should be fresh. Max Christie obviously is just getting off the pine. So he should be pretty fresh. And also to the Luca and Kyrie point, like, yes, you need great point of attack defenders, but also like Luca's going to cause you so much switching, right? That's how he punishes really. He just gets the matchup he wants kind of. So you kind of, and it's a lot of ball screen with lively and Grant Williams. But to me, it's more important. Your team defense is on point. Like to me where LeBron is, uh, engage where like you know Torian or them are all tagging on the roll. Like your defense has to be on point to where like I think you can kind of funnel things to AD because Luca and Kyrie are gonna cook their singular matchup. Like it's just whether they're making their jump shots or not. Like it's not really much you can do with their step back jump shots. You just don't want to make the paint shots easy. So hopefully that's like something that the Lakers kind of can kind of hang their hat on. And Anthony, I think our defense is trending, like has been solid for pretty much this season. Mm -hmm. And like I think it's trending in the right way as well. I feel like our Obviously, when you beat bad teams, it's tough to kind of gauge where you're at. But I feel like this is kind of the result of good process, at least. Like, against Houston, our offense wasn't going. Against Portland, our offense wasn't going. If we hit shots at, like, a league like league average level, we blow those teams out of the water. So, hopefully, tomorrow's a night where, like, your defense comes together with the offense and you can win that. But I'm, I'm a little bit more, um, like, uh, optimistic, shockingly. You? <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 totally um i heard i heard you and i heard you and i heard you and harrison be like is this season fun on the house like, yes this has been a blast this season <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about <laughs> it was the craziest thing i didn't even send an invite and raj like crashed in like like the kool-aid man hell yeah it's fun of course this is great piece <laughs> of shit out of marvel um, <laughs> all right. I want to really quickly zoom out a little bit because there's some cool stuff here going on that kind of harkens back to 2020. Uh, 
Um, mm. In this game, the Lakers had seven guys finish in double figures and was just an all-around ass-whooping. We haven't seen that kind of... This is now the second time that LeBron and AD have been able to sit the entirety of the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. Also, interestingly, both times this season, it has come on the first night of a back-to-back. And and like to your point, if you're looking for reasons to maybe believe in, in things maybe going in the Lakers' direction on that second night of a back-to-back, there is no travel involved in this one. So that, I think, might right. help the Lakers play Dallas at home uh, tomorrow night. Um, but here's a there's a really good stat. Jacob Rude of Silver Spoon Roll point this out pointed this out. The Lakers are now seven and zero this season when they uh, lead heading into the fourth in 2020. Mm. Right, they were I think like 46 and zero or something. It, it, it was it was a streak that was finally broken in the playoffs. Um, you know that that year. Uh, they were not 46. They didn't finish undefeated. They It was finally broken, I believe, in like the finals or something like that, that like okay. Miami came back and beat them in one of those finals games when they uh, led heading into the fourth. If I remember correctly, I'm doing that off of the, off of the top of my head. But, um, you know, for me, when I see LeBron and AD try to recreate the, the magic that happened in 2020, that was one of my favorite stats from that year was how consistently they closed teams out kind of like you know you, you you're not really a, a football guy at all but when you are as physically imposing as the lakers are with lebron and ad it's kind of like a team that has a really good running game in 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 football where you can just mm-hmm. kind of you know eat up the clock and and really dominate when you are playing from ahead later in the game right in that in that fourth quarter and and I think uh, if the Lakers were able to maintain this trend, it would be a really positive one here, um, and one that would give me quite a bit of optimism going into going into the uh, going into the postseason whenever that whenever that takes place, um, because it, it kind of it kind of harkens back to the identity that you know the Lakers were really successful with a couple seasons ago or a few seasons ago now. Um, so that 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 like seeing that stat really got like really brought. A twinkle to my eye. <laughs> well, uh, so I just looked up. They were fifty-seven and zero was the record. I think they finished the year, Anthony, fifty-seven and zero. I don't think they lost really? that. Yeah, yeah, fifty-seven and zero, which is insane. I oh, you know, maybe I it was like the next season when that was finally snapped. Okay, Ooh, yeah, that next season was, was a blur. Um, but no, yeah, I do, I do, I think it was fifty-seven and zero, and yeah, that's a good sign. That's Again, cool. like I think we've had so like these last few years, Anthony have been so much where. LeBron was out, AD was playing, AD was out, LeBron was playing, right? So we just didn't get, other than the playoffs, like we just didn't get so many games where both of those guys were dominant at the same time or usually one was getting their way back from injury and the other one had to carry, right? So, so much of this where it was just one or the other. And this is where I think the 2020 comp really comes in because it feels like both of them are kind of playing. I don't want to like jinx it, but like both of them are like playing at the peak of their powers, like AD's dominating what he does, the inside game, the rebounding, the patrolling the rim. LeBron is being that just all-world creator, um, the uh, like being able to you know play, make, and score. His he's averaging like twenty-seven, seven, and seven again for like the twenty-first time in his career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just he just wakes out of bed and gets twenty. It's so nuts. Some dudes, I always think about this. And some dudes like career high is like 18, 19, You know, and like. 
they had to work hard for that. Like they had to go to the free throw line five times. They had to like do them. And LeBron just wakes out of the bed and gets 27 a night. Um, like yeah. it's nothing, but, but yeah, like that's where to me, it reminds me of 2020 where you have like those two guys dominating at the same time. And what that does really, it just increases your margin by like, it just really increases your margin to where you can have really bad shooting nights and still win. You know, like if, if one of LeBron and AD aren't playing and you're not shooting well, uh, you're going to start the season two and 10. Um, yeah. That's kind of what, what's been happening. So it's good to see. Hopefully that's a positive trend uh, going forward too. All right, that is going to do it here on the Lakers Lounge coming off of, again, a, a dominant performance against the Utah Jazz. The final score, one more time for those of you who have missed it, 131 to 99. The Lakers uh, punched themselves a ticket to the quarterfinals of the uh, midseason or in-season tournament, whatever they're calling it, and uh, will be the top seed, I believe. It would take like yep. a a a a hell of a route for them to be challenged in 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 that regard again plus 74 over their four games in tournament play thus far that is insane like you know what absolute dominance of this group a group that like you're talking about Ross, like at this point is not as strong as we thought maybe heading into it you knew portland mm -hmm. wasn't going to be very good you thought memphis might be okay but they've been a disaster this season but you still have Phoenix in that group. Utah was a plucky kind of playoff play in team potentially last year, even though they've regressed. Like you've, you've thought that the, these, you know, tonight might be competitive. It wasn't the Lakers absolutely handled them. And, uh, you know, 17 dunks in this game for the Lakers, um, which is one hell of a stat. Like, again, <laughs> I know that I know that I it, it probably gets old for people, you know, how often I kind of look back at the 2020 team and basically say, like, just recreate that. Like, let's let's just like do that again. That was fun. Let's just do that again. Yeah. Not 2020, not the year 2020. That sucked. But like that approach to basketball, you know, let's just right. let, let's see how, how close you can get to that approach again. And and I think you're starting to see a couple of those signs. You know, I think you're starting mm. to see a couple things that might point the Lakers in a direction where in terms of just identity, they are potentially getting back there. Um, and, and that, that, that to me is basically all I could possibly ask for um, of this team. But Raj, thank you very much for hopping on. Um, apparently I'm going to talk to you again tomorrow yeah. for, for all access, all access Lakers. Again, Best thing tonight, Anthony, no trades. You didn't bring up trades once tonight. This is the best part. Once. There was no, not once you didn't bring I mean, up I any trades, right? you know, Gabe and, and Tori. And <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's going so great. Just... <laughs> no matching salary. None of that was, was, was brought up tonight. <laughs> um, I guess that's, that's true. I won't, I won't, I won't ruin it, but you know, yeah. a $19 million play you can get for those. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, if you liked this kind of banter if you like raj and i on the air together check us out on all access lakers playback.tv slash all access lakers is where you can find that um and you know what's funny raj aaron and i haven't mm. done a show together on all access lakers so far this year for whatever reason oh, there right. has been That's no true. overlap there um <laughs> honestly it's been great frankly but don't let don't don't tell him i said that um all right 
obviously kidding. Aaron and I will be back tomorrow in the lounge. Uh, we're go- we're doing his appearance a day early as Thursday is Thanksgiving, and I will not be recording on that day. Um, we are hosting, so like shit, like breaking away from getting the house ready tomorrow is already going to be difficult enough. I can't even fathom. Hey, babe, do you mind if I just break away from this a little bit? Like, I don't think that would go very well. But Raj, thank you very much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Everybody, thank you, everybody. Continue to hit that subscribe button here on, on, on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and make an account on All Access Lakers, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, with Torian Prince making like two threes. Let's, let's, two threes, Torian. You got this. You got this, buddy. Please.